This is Roy with podcast number seven. Um, today we are going to be interviewing one of my athletes. His name is John, and John does Six Gap. It's a Grand Fondo event. Uh, these are pretty popular nowadays in, in cycling, and not necessarily a race, but it is a race um, for John. He is trying to. Um, he has a goal and he's trying to uh, meet this goal. And so this interview with John is talking about this year's race uh, and then next year and planning and mapping out how he can achieve his goal. And a lot of people, um, they may never race their bike um, in an official race they, um, or they may not have the motivation to, but I'll, we do find that a lot of people still want to improve, get better, uh, push themselves uh, for various reasons. And so I thought that this podcast, uh, we we're going to take the time and, and use John as, uh, as our podcast number seven, talking about how he's going after uh, improving his Grand Fondo results. So check it out. So basically, what I'm looking to do is because last year was about the hardest I've ever trained in my life and probably the six gap ride was about the most fit that I think I can ever be considering my, the shape I'm in. So the ride that I did was actually like incredible for what was going on mm-hmm. and so Roy I had I had the 530 I had I knew where I was supposed to be and I actually like was with uh, Henry and those guys oh, yeah. and I actually on the climbs I pulled I was pulled yeah. way ahead easily I was fine I was fine I was fine when I'm descending off of jacks this started going you're back. And then what happens, I can still ride hard, but what happens is when I when they when they go, I can I can't I lose strength to push hard. Mm-hmm. So my heart rate was fine, mm-hmm. but I didn't have strength even on the descent when that's when uh, when Henry and his group and the lead group came back by mm-hmm. on that descent on Jackson, you know how that's a nice smooth one. Yeah. I didn't have the power to hook back on, even though my heart rate was not high coming right. off there. And then so I lost all my time from there to the top of Wolfpin because my my hog pen time was three minutes slower and my wolf pen time was three or four minutes slower. And then so once I got to the top of Wolfpin and went in, I started feeling a little bit better, and then I rode faster from that point in. So, I know I could ride with the lead group, but I can't, I don't know if I could ride long enough with them, drafting with them, to get the 530. So the 530, the 540, I'm not concerned about time too much. I'm concerned about, like, I want to get under six, anything else under that is gravy, but I think that if I, I probably should have like toned, uh, not maybe start off that hard, mm-hmm. even though I felt like I could because that's how we trained. Right. 
and I felt good and I was there but then once this goes I'm not there anymore and then when when my back went my legs cramp because I'm asking this leg to do way too much and only my left leg cramped only one side cramped because that's my weakest one and so I'm asking it to do too much because I lost three pounds on the right that's all I lost oh really I only lost three pounds hmm. I got off the bike my back hurt my legs hurt but I felt fine I was good mm -hmm. and then so what I'm thinking as far as my training so you only lost three pounds over six hours so I mean that's obviously the cramping issues I was at my my is a my, muscle thing my eating drinking was spot on I carry that pack on my bike I had to stop at the cabin mm -hmm. and then I did a quick re uh, loaded back up at the top of hog pen mm -hmm. and then once I got off there I got to the top of wolf pen and I still had like a a full bottle left because I did two at the top of a hog pen right and then two full ones and then I actually once I got off of um, off of Woody's and I knew I had like from Woody's like I hit 88 miles so now I got like third uh, 14, 15 miles left. Right. I had a full bottle. I dumped half of it and went in. And then once I knew I was four or five miles out, I just dumped the rest. And then I was in from from Woody's on in. I I, I rode I rode really strong. It's when from that uh, from the unicorn to the top of hog pen, when I have to grind, yep. is when it was just it was killing me. But aerobically and fit wise and training wise I felt great <clears throat> so so I don't so I have to deal with this and then and so I don't know if I gotta focus on cadence because I can't mm -hmm. I can't grind I can't grind where during the training program did your hips hurt you then or, or your back I mean oh it always hurts it always hurts so it's always there yeah okay and then I think you do some corrective exercises and stuff like that every right? day right yeah so you're doing corrective exercises you're doing strength um, stuff to strengthen that area um, so you know other than actual body work where you have somebody giving you some stuff to do like rolling and things like that very specific for you so that's one thing that you could attack but you would want to get something that's very specific to you so like one thing that i and i know works that i've seen people is going to rolfing you know and i'm biased because my wife's a rolfer and her dad but like what they're able to do is they're able to kind of look at you you know look at your asymmetries left and right you know do some uh feeling around for the lack of a better term, kind of feeling things out and saying, hey, this is tight, this is, needs to look like this, this needs to act like this, and then they can give you some things to do, and they can actually manipulate it. So they've actually changed structure, where like a chiropractor, um, they're gonna kind of do an adjustment. They're gonna adjust your bones or your hips. Like if your hips are off, maybe they move them and adjust them, and eventually, they're you know chiropractors are the bone doctors some attack it in different ways but when you move a bone to in a correct way like you you align it but it, there's soft tissue attached to them like muscles and ligaments tendons things like that so those things will pull like if you have a tight muscle or you or you have fascia that is 
built up and made that area tight, it's going to, even though you move that bone you know, in the correct alignment, it's going to pull itself out. Right. That's why it's always temporary. You're like, oh, yeah, this is probably, will hold for like a little while, and then it goes back, and it keeps going back. You have like a shifting in your hips or whatever. So what you wanna do, the long-term solution on that is, you're doing some of it, body work, like stretching Pilates, foam rolling, but targeted specifically for you, not just like a, um, a, a shotgun approach. So having someone look at that, um, saying, hey, this is what's going on, this is what we need to correct, and then having a target. Like, when you go in every time, did, you know, if you had a body work person working on you, chiropractor, or massage, whatever, and do you have a target? No, they're just coming in, fixing right. it, and telling you go away, and you pay your money, and you're done. But if you have a target, like, hey, we need you to work on the psoas, because that psoas on one side is tighter, it's, on, it's shifting your hips, which is causing that discomfort. There's a way to, I don't want to say fix it, there's a way to make it better, to mitigate the damage. Um, and what that solution is, is somebody who's qualified to do that, like look at you and say, so the modalities out there are massage, which is massage is just, they're just massaging, right? They're, it's good, it's making the, uh, it's good for recovery, it's flushing out um, some of the bad stuff, bringing in the good stuff, you know, loosening the muscle up, but it's not correcting. Chiropractic's adjusting. Okay. Works for some people. Maybe they get that adjustment. They get some relief. Um, swelling goes down. Pain goes away, and then eventually, you know, hopefully that fixes itself. But a long-term solution is changing the structure. And rolfing is what does that. You know, rolfing is a modality. It's under massage, where they uh, where they're changing um, structure. Nice. So that way, it's aligned in a proper way. Now, there's wrong and right, just like in any profession. So that's one thing I would look at because I think that. You know, cadence, yeah, we can mess with cadence. We can mess with all of this stuff and we can make you more fit. But if your back keeps giving out, I don't know if there's a cadence out there that's gonna fix that for you to get to the goal. So we have to fix the body in the best way we can. And we have to kind of get, we have to get some solutions. Cause if you do the same thing as you've been doing, probably gonna get the same result, right? Like yeah. Maybe it gets a little better. So I would take it approach of finding somebody who maybe can look at you a little bit, give you some, you know, insight. You know, maybe... Uh, well, I know I know exactly what's wrong. I've had scans done and all that. Well, so I have two blown discs right. and spinal stenosis. Yeah, and a lot, I'll tell you this, a lot of people have spinal stenosis. A lot of people have the disc degenerative diseases and things like this. So you're not going to have a surgery, I, you know, in the next year. Well, that, or so. that was I mean, they, always... they recommended it when after I yeah. got hit by the car. Yeah, yeah. They they the one doctor told me that I'm not going to ride the bike again, and so I just left him. Yeah. And well, then and then so <laughs> yeah. they said surgery. I said, well, no one's cutting my back open. There you go. They always go to they always go to the uh, the fucking extremes. They go, you're never gonna do it again, or we gotta yeah. cut you open. So yeah. I gave up <laughs> on looking at doctors because you get the same thing. They're gonna stick yes. a needle in your back. They're gonna yeah. want to cut you open. Yeah. So they, I feel like I know my body more than they do. Yes. And I've been and to chiropractor. Yes, he makes I feel good, but it's temporary. Right. I've had the massage. I had all that. Yeah. And I just I've gotten into my own routine where I feel that I know my body better than they do. So here's here's my tip to you. I'm biased, but I know it works. So I don't, I can't remember. Is uh, 
are my is my father-in-law are they did they get a table with you not that i know of yeah they they went online and set something up for next friday oh, okay I'll i don't know there. if they're with you i told okay. them that. i'll look out for the name so see if it's on there get them okay and then talk and talk to him okay <laughs> and get him to give you a session okay and first off there's no one better so rolfing is not is, it, is a different type of massage yes yeah, so it's not necessarily massage it's corrective Oh, so okay. massage is so the people get the modalities a little mixed up because it is confusing. It's corrective in the sense that they're changing. It's a different modality than you've tried, right? It's something that is um, no surgery. You know, nine times out of ten, people get relief, and it deals with that type of. Yes, I mean he's he has specifically worked on professional athletes, um, from uh, football players to baseball players to endurance athletes um, at Kona. Um, he actually has a place in, in Hawaii because he worked on athletes during Ironman. Uh -huh. um, it is uh, performance enhancing in the sense that you you do see benefits. I mean, I I am very skeptical. I wasn't a believer until, I, and I don't get rolfing a lot now. I just don't. I you know I, I can't I can't get in, but it works. Um, if you find the right person, now he's been doing it for forty years. He's like one of the best. The 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 thing the thing that's tough with it is it's time consuming. It takes ninety minutes, and it's a little expensive. So those are barriers to entry for everybody right. to do that. Massage is like forty fifty bucks. Chiropractic adjustment sometimes is under healthcare. This is on your own. But I you can physically see the differences. Like somebody will come in and their hips will be off, and they'll show you. They'll show you. Hey, your oh, hip, I know mine are off. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, without anything. They come back into an alignment, and they're not moving your bones. They're just right. they're they're um, working on the fascia of the body in a way that it releases it, and then all of a sudden, it'll even out. Now, it can be done in one session, or it could take five sessions. Yeah. It, it everyone's different. Once that correction is made, then it's up to you to do the homework, which I know you would do. Um, so I would use that card. I mean, if he if you are if he's he perfect person. Um, you know whether he can get you in or not maybe maybe not I know Becca can but I in one session then is you know I think that would be massive for you and well, I know it's something I haven't tried and if there's I, I'll get you if you don't get something see how that dinner goes I think it's next week Friday but if if that I'll get you in with Becca and we'll take care of it. You've always taken care of us, so we'll take care of you. Because I want at least to give us an hour and a half of like what's going on with you. Like, are you, you know, where is the tightness? Where the issues are? Is it something we can adjust your fitting? You know, maybe it's a fit thing that we could adjust your bike I'm fit. I'm always yeah. tweaking my bike according to how, some days I, I feel like I'm stretched up more. I feel better mm -hmm. so I can get more. Right. Some days I'm not, so like one day like I'll, push it up push yeah. it back I'm always from when you fit me last time it's probably like just all jacked up well that's the other thing too I don't want to say it's all fit related because you do have obviously an issue a health issue you know it's not something that a bike fitter you know we're not bike fitting basically we are fitting you to the bike we're taking your body where it's at today and putting you in that position we think is healthy a bike fit's not going to correct your body issues now it's can a bad bike fit exacerbate it? Yeah, it can make it worse. <laughs> but I would start with that. That's what if, you know, if, if the back's always, I know, been lingering. Because in all honesty, to be honest with you, 
you, I've coached uh, probably about six people for this six gap, and a few of them went under five, uh, went under six hours, like 5:40, 5:30. And I know you're stronger than them, and that's you're stronger and more fit than they are. And so for you to go under the six is a very easy goal. It's a, it's a realistic target. If you're like, hey, I want to end with, the, I want to be, I want to win six gap. I want to be the leader. I'd probably say that's not going to happen. Like I'm going to be realistic, but. You know, I'm not, I don't want to give you a pipe dream on that, but I want to give you a, set you up for realistic expectations that I think, one, yes, a hundred percent believe that you could go and do 535, 40. I mean, that's really what I believe uh, you can this do. This is what I, this is what I did from like from when we started in the beginning. So this was, that was my goal, mm -hmm. and then these are the things that I wrote when I started, uh, when I wanted to start training all the targets. Mm -hmm. And then I checked off the ones that I did. I like so it, I black and white. I didn't hit one. I didn't hit one thirty-five forty. Mm -hmm. That. Where did you? Uh, what did you weigh in? I at? wound up weighing in at one forty-five. Okay. Which that's, I felt. I felt good. That's definitely not. The five pounds. It wasn't the reason why. So. Right. Yeah. And then um, faster startup needles. I flew up needles. Mm -hmm. That X. That's where I lost it. Mm -hmm. I did not. I lost time from the year before. Uh, I increased my uh, power to weight ratio from the previous year, mm -hmm. and then faster from Woody's to finish. I was a, I was a lot faster from from 86 to 103, and then. Um, so the last 17 miles, you went faster. Oh, it's flying. Yeah, and that's fatigue resistance. That's meaning like you had the fitness in the bank to be able to get through 86 miles of hard miles and then still go fast for the last 17 so that's the fatigue resistance or the fitness the, the breakdown obviously was the bad and then so then um so i didn't i've been thinking about the power meter but mm -hmm. i'm that i wonder when this by you because one day this leg is good one mm -hmm. day that if this is so inconsistent mm -hmm. what a power meter doesn't matter so a power it doesn't that doesn't matter for what we want to use it for for what we want it, the purpose that we want to use that power meter for is to track your progression. Because right now, and it, I, I mean so much so that if you don't get one, I'm gonna buy you one and pull one on your fucking bike. <laughs> but I believe that if we get this under manageable, because it's never gonna go away, but if I believe so much so that a power meter will get you to your goal that I would buy one and put one on your bike. That's how important it is for the next time, next season. Like if you really think, you're at a point where everybody that I coach that, um, and I'm not this adamant about it to most people. I'm just say, hey, we can go with the flow. But I see how you train, right? Like you're very methodical. You're very boom, boom, boom. Um, you, you have a goal and you want to achieve it and we need a way to quantify it. Because I can't, quantify right. heart rate for right. you because once your heart rate let's say your heart rate for for um, argument state starts at 160 for threshold you know you do your endurance rides or 150 and then all of a sudden we see an increase in fitness level and it goes to 155 right well your heart rate's getting better because you're getting fitter your body that's a physiological effect your body's getting fitter so the heart rate starts to lower right and so forth and so on but we can't really track what's going on power wise Right now we bring you in here and we bring you in and we put we put you through some testing and all, but that's every eight to twelve weeks we're doing that test. 
What I wanna do is quantify your workouts on a day-to-day -day basis when you're doing it for a couple reasons. One, I wanna track the training stress you're putting your body under. Are we overloading your system um, based on power, not a heart rate number? Um, and then also give you targets. I want you to have targets. Because if I say, hey man, because I see you doing it in here when we were doing the power testing, but if I say, I need you to ride 200 watts for three hours, right. and then you ride it for two hours and 20 minutes, then we found a cracking point, and now we need to hammer that. Not right. saying, now we need to adjust our training where I'm gonna say, okay man, I'll give you a direct example. I have a ladies getting ready to race um, this weekend in, in a national championship. We started out at uh, 20 or 30 miles. Her riding 20, 30 miles on a time trial bike at an intensity level of 0.93 or something. So 93% of her threshold for 15 miles, you know, or 20 miles. And she, the first time she did it, she couldn't do it. So then we went back and she, we worked on it, we worked on it, we worked on it, she did it. Then we had progressed at the 30 miles. Then we progressed at the 40 miles. We just did 50 miles and she did that 96% of her threshold for 50 miles, which is two hours, which means she's getting that strong, that strength. And so now this week, her event is uh, 56 miles. So now we just, you know, we, right. we, we tailor that. So that's what we need here because now we can tailor your training specifically to you, to the durations that work for you, the loads that are good for you. We can check in when you're overstressing the system, when you're understressing the system, giving yourself enough load. And then for the race itself or the event, like that is going to be like, in the beginning you said I went a little too hard. Okay, you went a little too hard based on speed. Heart rate could have been a little higher because you know, you're anxious, you know, you're pumped up, you're, you're, your adrenaline's pumping, but power is power. It doesn't give a damn about how you feel. It, it cares about how you push on the pedals. now. If one day you're left in the right or off balance or whatever, all we care about is that net effect. So that right. net number might be a little lower, a little right. higher based on you know, how your body is accepting the training, the back and all of that, which is good because if I set a target, for example, I set a target and I say, hey man, I need you to ride for an hour and a half at tempo and you, and you miss it completely, I'm gonna see it right away and then I'm gonna message you and you're gonna be like, my back is hurting. And then we're gonna back off for a little bit, do a little bit other work, and then come back at it to see if your back is... But if we keep just progressing, progressing along, because right. you're a grinder, which means like, if I tell you to do 150 heart rate, you're gonna do it, because you're gonna kill yourself to do it. But power, you won't be able to. Right. Power is gonna, right. it's an absolute. So. So I gotta get that. Yeah, man, I, I and, and here's okay. the other reason I'm adamant about it, it's not that expensive. And they used to be really expensive. Now, I, I know yeah. which one I want. I want. I know which one I want to get. And it doesn't have to be fancy. It just needs to read us, and it has to have a strand gauge, meaning it has to be like stages of Garmin pedals, power tap wheel, whatever you want, and get that and let and start tracking it. And the other thing I think we where I would like to have had for last season because we started back in um, Christmas time or something is that period of time after six gap that you were riding around at low, long, slow, and steady in the small ring and all of yeah. that. I would like for that to have been captured to look back on. Because when we can look back on the power data, then we can improve right. the training. Right. I would say my biggest recommendations are get your back checked out. Let's get that taken care of. Get the power meter so we have that telemetry. And the third thing is, don't do a lot of miles in the off season this time. No, I'm not. Because you don't need it. You have so much fitness, but what we need you to do is come out the gates 
fresh, mentally, yeah. physically, and ready to go. Ride your bike to ride your bike. You know, um, how much time do you need? I don't know, that's always dependent on you. I can tell you this, the longer ramp up, the less per week you need. So like if you're like, hey man, I have a busy year, my sons and work and all this, and then you only need five workouts a week or four workouts a week. That was another thing that I was, uh, I wrote it down right here. Uh, right here, so that's what, uh, that's what I was thinking because I did a lot last year and I'm not sure, I mean, I like I like doing it. I like training like that mm -hmm. because it, it keeps me busy. But I was thinking like back doing more easy, longer, easy, longer, and then throwing a hard one in every now and then. So like I had sand, sand in every seven to ten days, mm -hmm. and then I had doing like a like a long, like a, a big ride. You know, say like this is you know is this huge. current like now. That's just what I've been thinking about. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, for right, for right for now. For right now, I got you. Yeah, and then, you know, getting group work, uh, do more group rides. So this is from now until, you know, mm -hmm. I get I get things figured out. Mm -hmm. And then, so I've been going out like every two or three days and, and doing like two and a half, three hours, but keeping it like zone two, zone two, zone two. Mm -hmm. And then when I feel good, I'll just go ahead and, and not look anything and just ride yes. like kind of hard and then just yes. kind of have fun with it. That's right. But I like the group ride. I like getting back with some social stuff, uh, doing uh, maybe Horrible or Hilly 100. I'm definitely doing you that. Know, yeah. Things that yeah. are, um, I would have uh, a sense of fun and purpose, but get that power meter so but, you okay. can see it. But this, this, this was my original goal right here. That's what I want. 540, is that what you're saying? I or? want 540, mm -hmm. I want 135 to 40 pounds. I know that's like, I don't need to get a low, but that's what I wrote, that's what I want. And then um, I get the power meter, mm -hmm. that's it. But that is what I want from what I wrote down uh, at the beginning of the training last year. So I definitely have to get a power meter. So one thing that we saw is in the last month or six weeks, we started to see maybe a little um, drop off. You know, yeah, we, the last we, test was horrible. Yeah, we saw a little drop off. And that's the other thing. So this is where people mess up because they pin everything on a single test. And so that mentally could get to you. But also, like when you have a power meter, it's, it's a cumulative effect of all of your data. Like every pedal stroke is counted for. Um, and it doesn't mean that in this time, the next you know couple months here that you're working in, in this time, doesn't mean you have to be a zombie to the computer. It just means you want to record it. All right. Record the data, look at it, upload it. And then if you have questions, you can just say, hey Roy, can you pop in and tell me where I'm at on my stress levels or training load or whatever. Um, you have to think about this, that in this time now, you want to freshen your body and have right. fun with it. You want to stay fit so that way when you go, hey, I want to start training, you know, I'm going to start training, I want to do nine months or eight months or seven months, whatever it is of the focus training. When you get to that point, you want to be able to, you don't want to be burnt right. at that point. You want to be like, all right, here we go. Then at that point, we want to be able to start giving you the least amount of work that gives you adaptation, the least amount. I know I could give you 15 hour weeks every week and you mentally would do it because that's how you are, but I also know that physically you would break down. Right, I would. Yes. So what we wanted to do is I want to be able to 
I want to make it a little more scientific on my part by giving you better training that is more efficient because you work, you have kids, you have family, you have a limited budget. So if we have that power meter, then instead of going, right. I think he needs six hours this week, I can go, no, I know 100% he needs five hours and that's all he needs. And I he needs think where I hours. messed up last year, not that I messed up, because yeah. I, I love training that much yeah. because it gets me up in the morning, it keeps mm -hmm. me going. But when I should have told you, maybe I need to back off, I get stubborn. Yes. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not, there ain't no way I'm not doing this workout. I'm right. knocking this out. Right. And then I pay the price yes. two, three weeks later. Yes. So here, that's a, that's a very defining point. So think about it. Um, think about endurance sports like this. You're, we're filling a bucket with stress, right? And we're just filling that bucket. And when that bucket overflows, we need recovery. You can fill that bucket over a long period of time like three, four weeks, which is the progression, or you can fill up that bucket in one day. Once you fill that bucket and it overflows, you gotta recover. Now, I personally like to slowly fill the bucket as giving the body a little bit of stress over 21, 28 days. Then as it spills over, recover, then the bucket you know, drains, right. and then we can refill it. Now, why it's draining or why the bucket is you know why that's you're drowning in TSS training stress that's when you recover and get better now what you what some people like to do is fill that bucket up it overflows and then your next five or six seven training sessions are garbage um, because the you know you overflowed the bucket and your, your body is not ready for that yet and I need more time yeah for the because of the inflammation when I think that I'm ready to go right I'm not and this is what I also have in my mind that for the last, ever since when I got hit, and that was like three or four years ago, mm -hmm. every doctor I go to, everybody that I go to, went to, and I stopped going to them, like, this is good as you're going to get, you're, you're not going to be able to ride. So I feel like at 51 mm -hmm. and the way my back is. I don't know how much longer I can ride like this. Sure. So when I was training last year, I'm like, you know what? This might be my last shot. Right. And then so I, I I go overboard when I should be recovering because I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever gonna get under six. The right. older I, because I get older, yeah. my back gets worse. So I don't know if I'm ever gonna be able to to get it. And if I don't, I'm okay with that. Right. I want to go up there knowing that for what I did, this is the best because if I put like, and every time when I got done, the first thing I did was write down like how I, how I felt and, and I do this, I do this all the time. Like I wrote that I couldn't, there's, there's no way I wrote that, that I could have, I could, I could not have written any harder than what I, than what I did. Right. for what was going on with me and then when I felt good mm -hmm. I was flying but when I was when I was felt bad when your body was I was I was like did I have people passing me and I wanted to get off my bike and throw it right because I'm like there ain't no way that dude is right. climbing a pog pin faster than me right and I and I'm and this one guy passed me I'm Tut Roy 
I got so mad. I was real. I was. I was gonna pull over, and just like, just dump my. I was. I was so mad mm-hmm. because I lost. I knew. I didn't even have to look at my time. I knew I was going to start pog pin. I knew I was getting what time I was gonna get a pog pin. Sure. Because I've done it so many times right. and it didn't feel right. right. And then I. And then when I went up wolf pin, a little better. But when I saw you that one day before, yeah, dude, I flew up. I know. Wolf. Yeah, you flew. Were, yeah. I didn't even try. And so when I went up that time, I was I, I was getting mad because I'm like, man, I am losing time. I am losing time. I am losing time, and it's pissing me off. So, so I there's a couple things in that I just want to touch on. One is like I'm gonna go harp on this power meter thing. The power meter coming into that would tell us like how much stress that you would need the days before versus just going on feel and going on heart rate. Also, it acts as a governor because when you feel good, you go a little harder. So maybe if we add, maybe we added 10% too much stress those days before, which weakens that, who knows? But the power meter can, power meter's definite tells us that too. The one thing that I know of you is you're strong-minded, strong-willed. And so you had to be hurting to have some of those negative thoughts in your head, like, "Hey, because you're, you're out, you're focusing on outside things that you can't control, like someone else climbing and these people passing you. These are things that are outside of your control. Um, what, which then worsens how you feel and worsens your performance. So it's good to internalize and compartmentalize yourself. Like, what am I doing in the moment and staying in that moment? Because going, doing, going that." That, that event, that 5.40, that 5.30, or having that ride of, of your life is always based on what you're doing in the moment and not what someone else is doing. And then when you, you let those things enter in, you're already defeated and then you're going backwards. The other thing is like the age thing. It doesn't matter how fucking old you are, man. What it's all gonna come down to is the desire. Like desire. If you have the desire to do it, it'll drive you, which you do, you have desire. It's driving you to accomplish this. You could, a person who's 60 years old can get up it and do that course. Well, the, the guy with the fastest time was 54. There you go. So it's all about desire. It's not anything to do. Now, your body's going to limit you, right? Like if you, if we don't get the back thing taken care of, or if you didn't have the genetics, some people just don't. Like I have people that no matter what we do their genetics aren't letting them get to that threshold level they need to do a good time but we but the expectations are set like i'm going to give you a realistic expectation if i thought you didn't have the genetic potential or you didn't have the work ethic or the time or the ability i would say yeah this is a pipe dream it's it's part of you know kind of yeah people are like well you should anybody can do everything no fucking not everybody can do everything <laughs> You can't do, you're not right. running, you can't beat uh, an Olympic champion in the 100 meters. Sorry. Right. I don't care what you do, right. you're never yeah. going to do it. But can you, this is a realistic goal. It is a high level goal because it's 530 or 540. That's a high level goal. Now, how long is that desire going to be there? That's up to you. So the desire creates the drive to do it. Now, you may wake up at the end of the holidays, come January and go, you know what? It's not important to me anymore. That desire goes away. So it's all about desire. It's not nothing about fucking motivation. It's nothing about age. It has nothing to do with anything. 
It always has to do with desire. Because if you desire, you know this, because I've talked, spoke with you several times, man. If you have a desire for something, you'll make it happen. Like if you desire like this nice watch, somehow you get it, right? Like, or you desire to um, stay, to do your job that you do every day because you want to provide for your family, you do it every day. Not because you love it. Like I'm sure you would rather work uh, riding a bike every day. You know, that would be your job, but but you know that's not gonna pay anything. So your desire is to provide for your family, to be a good dad, to be a good example for them, to show them you going after something. So it's always about the desire. So if you go back and you're like, I don't have a I, I talk to people every day and they're like, I don't have motivation or I don't, I'm like, it's because you don't have desire. Where do you desire? What do you wanna do? What's your purpose? And for you, you know, it's this. This event, this one event that you wanna conquer that next year, when you conquer it, when you conquer it, then that may fulfill that desire, and then you go on to doing whatever you want to do. Or this thing has beaten you two years in a row, right? Because it has, black and white, it's beaten you. You, oh, haven't, yeah. you haven't got to where you want to go, so it has beaten you. And, uh, and so some people, when they get beaten, they lose their desire. Some people, when they get beaten, they go after it. I know how I am. When I get beaten, I get more desire. Well, others, they pack their bags and go home. So well, it has to be realistic. I think the goal is realistic. I think we have to change. You always have to change the approach. Because if we keep doing that, if we do the same thing as you did last year, if we do the exact same, we copy this, which is, you know, be the same thing. you're going to get the same result. Uh, well, yep. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Mm -hmm. I know I can, I have the desire. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I don't know when I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna do it. It's just, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure like if, you know, like sometimes like you, the, the journey or figuring out a way to do it is the fun part. Right. Even though like I got mad on the ride and even though like I didn't get the time I want, I still love to get up and ride my bike. I, I love, I love doing this. This, yeah. this is what I like. This is what I, this is what I like to do. The process. So I like the process. So did I get it this year? No. Am I going to get it? Yeah. I don't know when, mm -hmm. but I'm going to keep changing and keep coming to you until we get it. And then when I get it, I'm probably going to want more or stay there Maybe. until I fall off my bike. Right. You might. You might change that desire to something else. It could be a, hey, I conquered this. I want to so do this. I'm, I'm telling you, after I did the ride, and then I looked at my schedule for, I was going to skip a horrible 100, and I was going to uh, have my wife drive me back up to six gap. I'm telling you, if I go, I wouldn't get 530, mm -hmm. but I'm telling you, if I went up right now, mm -hmm. I would get under six. Oh, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that you could ride that under six. Yeah, I can no get doubt. I can get it right now. So my goal now is I'm gonna go up when I go up on my Father's Day trip. I go up there for three or four days in June. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. I'm gonna go under six then, and then when I go back up in six gap, then it's gonna be even better. So when I go up in June, it's I'll I'll get I'm like I'm gonna I don't know what it is, but it's gonna be under six, and then from there. See, there's it's gonna be better. And so that's, again, 
it's like I'm a power meter salesman, but it, having the power meter for that is so invaluable, man. Like you could, uh, I'll go, I'll go yeah. get one right away. I mean, I'm, I just, well, I can't stress for you. Other people, my conversation is always different with them, but for you, it's. It all is going to rely, and it's also going to be such a motivator for you because you get motivated by those. Well, this is going to be all. This is going to be a waste if I don't go get it. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm putting the work into this, and I'm leaving out the one thing. Look, I even wrote, I have to get it three exclamation points, and I didn't get it. The first thing I told you when you were done. I know. I, there are people who come through this door who do coaching, and ninety percent of them probably don't need a power meter because. They aren't as meticulous. They aren't as um, on top of their training as you are. And then the, the others, that 10% or 20% need it. Like, they have to have it. Now, the people I coach, 90% have one. Right. Because it makes sense for them. Well, every time we go on the group rides, I look, everybody's... Yeah. Talking about power. Every, everybody's, that's all I yes, hear. Yes, power. And then and when, it, when it doesn't work, I just, boy, they get mad. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> So that's a good point to bring up because like, they get mad because their Garmin doesn't work or Strava's not working or TSS or whatever. Uh, I think that's a little bit crazy with it. Um, you just want to record the data. It's a recording by device. Right. Still enjoy the ride. Like don't get like don't go overboard with it. Let me do the overboard. That's why you pay someone right. is to take that stress away. And then you wake up every day and you go. All right, he wants me to do this, this, and this. Now you have an added reassurance that what you're doing in this, this, and this is specifically based on you and your power, your abilities um, versus heart rate. Because that, in my in my mind, that's like everybody's running around power meters these days. They don't know what they're doing with them. It has taken me as a profession doing this 10 years and five years before that, so 15 years of using a power meter, 14 years of using a power meter, um, in training and I still learned every day about it. So somebody gets it today. It's so overwhelming. There's so much there um, And so that's the thing get the power meter, right. you know record the data Get that going and then you'll pick up on little things But what happens is like people start to compare things they compare like you're gonna hear training stress and then they're going to compare your stress to mine. Like, I'm going to go, oh, I did 300. And you're going to say, I did yeah. 200. And you're going to think, oh, I didn't have a good ride. No. I could be less fit, which is going to give me more TSS. You're more fit. You're going to get less. And you only, it's harder. It gets harder. As you get more fit, it gets harder. So, you know, that's the thing is, like, it's, it's a good device to have. It's something that's going to help you get to this pretty big goal. I mean... I have people that come and they just like, I want to finish, you know, I want to finish. Like that's, you, since day one, you've never, I remember, is it almost three years ago or four years ago when we first sat down in Winthrop and you sat there with your book, um, it's probably the same book with your notes, and we, and even then you were driven, but you, you weren't really like tracking it, you know, you were writing it, you weren't right. tracking, then all of a sudden track, yeah. we, you know, you brought me aboard and then we start to track it with training peaks and we start to do a little structure and heart rate and all that. And now we, you're at a level where I think a power meter is going to accelerate your growth. It's funny because you're four or five years into this, you know, two years into like really, you know, structuring it. Um, this will be, this is, you know, I mean, you could realistically you can be up with some of the lead packs, um, and I think a power meter will do that because again, when you're climbing that climb, 
and you're at 300 watts and you know, hey, I, I can only sustain 270, you back it off. Yeah. And that'll keep that cool. Well, especially if I'm sitting at 140 pounds. Yeah! Oh man, 140 pounds, you know, in the mountains, every pound counts. Yeah. I mean, out here where we ride, it's good to be a little heavier, but in in that area, every pound counts. Yeah, and I don't even, I don't care around here. Yeah. I don't even care. The only thing I care because I take all my trips, three or four trips here up mm -hmm. to the mountains, all I care about is climbing. That's yeah. all I care about. Mm-hmm. Alright, so I'm gonna so I get it I'm gonna get a power meter. Yeah man, I would um get the power meter, get um see if you uh if you got Ron there. Uh, should I get should I get refit again or just uh, get let's the power get, meter and let's see what and see what happens from there. Let's get the power meter going. Let's get you seen either by um, my wife or by Ron. See like when you meet you know, see if you have him for dinner or whatever and you know Kind of, I'll, I'll, if you, if he, I'll, I'll grease that. I'll say, hey, can you talk to him a little oh, bit? Oh, I'm about gonna that? have a problem. Drop, drop. Yeah. That. <laughs> so hopefully he comes in there and, uh, and that'll help. Um, I'm, I'm, they were gonna ask you because they wanted to go early. So I'm just, it's, it's next week. We were gonna come, but I just can't do it because Bruno gets married on Thursday. Yeah, no he's way. getting married on Thursday, and then they're going to Burns on Friday. It's just too much, right? You know, going on. But um, see if that if that doesn't pan out um, in the next two weeks, then let's have you come in and I'll work it to for you to come in and see Becca, because the thing is she's gonna give great insight into what you need. Right. Um, and is she gonna be able to fix it? Maybe. Um, but she, I can tell you, she's really good. I mean, it's not it's not well, a smoking any, anything. I just Even when I go in for like a massage, like when I got I got two massages before a six gap. But yeah. when I do anything like that, yeah. I always feel I always feel better. You do. So it's a temporary. It's a it's a recovery massage is great, and that's why they do uh, massages after uh, all the tour stages and all. Rolfing is um, a little bit more invasive. So that's something that is not really a recovery thing. It's a if you're actually changing the structure or manipulating it. Um, and so you, that's something, it's a totally different way of doing it. Um, so yeah, I would look into that because that may help the back out. Um, it may not. Again, you have a, you have an acute condition where you have some bulging, stenosis, that's not gonna be changed, but there's some things in there that um, they can help you out with. Well, I've been dealing with it for so long that even though like, for people like you that, that have back problems, yeah. We get so used to it, so what I consider is like annoying pain right. would like almost like cripple some people. Right. Like I've been, it's been with me for so long, it just annoys me. Yeah, I have, um, I was riding this week and my back, I have it, same thing, my back hurts. I have the same thing, you know, bulge, all that good stuff, car accident. Um, and I felt my back hurting this week and so my power was not as good, the ride wasn't as good, but the thing is that's when I, I know like as I get older as we get older we have to be we got to do some things that yeah. We, yeah we like I'm drinking some water I don't you know I, I'm horrible with my water maintenance so you got to be on top of that yeah I got to be on top of a stretching routine I don't I haven't done it I need to do it if you you are very diligent so the next thing is we need to find out we need to pinpoint like people just stretching the stretch is like yeah that's good but what do you need to work on is it is it the psoas? Is it a hip flexor? Yeah, yeah. Is it an abductor? Is it is it 
this leg is imbalanced on that one. Like she can tell that. She can say, hey, yeah. you're loading this leg. You need to own, and he's like the Dalai Lama. So like, he's like, I mean, he's been doing it for 40 years as a profession. He works on five people a day every day. Wow. He's 74 years old and the guy's still doing it. So what I would say is there's no one better on the earth, all right, to see that is going to give you like a legitimate true answer. And he doesn't give up, not, you know, not, um, he doesn't give a fuck about money. Like he's got a line out the right, door. Right. He doesn't need, you know, another person. Um, he also doesn't need like someone to stroke his ego. And right. Becca's like that too, cause she doesn't. Like she's booked as well because of that. So they're, they're in a position where they can just say, hey man, this is what you need to do, do it. And you're, I like it because you would. Normally I don't refer people. Um, it's not something I like to do, but um, when I do, it's because I think it could really help that person. So, I, you know, Alan, I think you've been on some rides with Alan. He's 70 something years old. Yeah. He goes all the time and man, when he's hurting, he goes, he gets help. Um, and they, and he's producing at a pretty high level. You know, for his age, he's killing it, man. Like, um, I have a couple of triathletes, they beat up their bodies. She takes care of it, you know. Um, so those are some things, I mean, I would definitely look into it, at least to get better insight to what's going on. Because, yeah, disc bulge. Power meter to that, um, and then you just tell me when you want to get the party started, man. We, I have, um, you know, I have, since, you know, like six gap is a a thing that, um, like this year as a coaching group, uh, for for what I'm gonna do, a couple things. We are um, focusing on those type of events, like Grand Fondos and things. So we're gonna focus on, I haven't done this in the past. Um, we're gonna do some racing, but more focus that I'm gonna put on to do, like we're gonna do the Texas uh, Grand Fondo Hincapie, it's 80 miles, but we're, I'm gonna take a group of guys, four or five See, guys. that's what I, I wanna do too, is like, I want to do the Sanin Grand Fondo. Yeah. I want to do the um, the uh, the Dragon Tail Ride. Yeah, yeah. I want to do. I want that to be part of. Yeah. The training too. Maybe um, like get into a couple road races around here, like the Winter Haven one, whatever, and get in, and then just use that. You well, know. Also. Yeah. So you. Kind Instead of, of just going out of my neighborhood and just like yeah. knocking out miles. Well, that's miles what you should miles. do. You should have intermediate things like San Anne Grand Fondo. I'm going to do the, there's a Georgia Grand Fondo. There's a Hank Happy one. Things that fit in and around your schedule that you can do. And we're going to, I don't want to say we're going to race them, but we're going to ride them hard. Right. In a sense, we're going to say, hey guys, there's four of us, four Aero Pro guys, and let's work together. And right. let's, right. you know, let's, hey, when one of us is suffering, we'll pull a little bit longer. We'll, if, you know, as the group around us is attacking us, we'll help bring it back. Kind of work into yeah. it like, and at the end, you know, hopefully we'll be with the leaders and, and, and so that it's a race, but not a race type of thing. Um, but as a team versus like just as individuals out there trying to finish the horrible hundred or the grand fondos or this also not overloaded. Like I'm going to do horrible hundred, but I'm only doing 70. Uh, yeah. I, I... All right. That was John. And uh, you can see we touched on a lot of different topics, a lot of different pieces of the puzzle and uh, some tips from the information that I give him uh, or other athletes. So uh, by listening to this, you can probably pick up a few tips uh, for yourself to implement during your training, uh, whether it be a Grand Fondo, uh, beating up your buddies on the group ride. Not everybody is going to be a racer. Not everyone's going to try to go after our state or national champs uh, jerseys, but uh, a lot of people, we're just doing this to improve and become better for ourselves. I hope you guys enjoyed podcast number seven. And as always, 
up your watts.